You are listening to episode 19 of the InspireWire podcast. Welcome, Welcome to, to the InspireWire, Inspire a, a podcast, podcast where, where ideas are exchanged, exchanged worlds are traveled, and life is experienced. This is the InspireWire with your host, Tom Murphy. All right, everyone. Welcome to episode 19 of the InspireWire podcast. Today's episode, I am joined by Duncan Robinson, a former Williams College uh, basketball player and who ended up transferring to Michigan to play basketball there. He's from uh, New Hampshire and just finished his redshirt junior year uh, with Michigan. And we got to talk about their crazy ride and and you know, winning the Big Ten tournament, uh, going into the the national tournament and making it to the Sweet 16. Um, so it was a lot of fun talking to him about a lot of different topics, and I think you guys will really enjoy it. Our really first uh, episode where we really talks a lot of sports, so um, if you guys know me, then I'm really really enjoy sports so um i hope you guys enjoy this one let's go to the interview thanks for uh you know taking your time to come on uh my show and uh it's been a long time since i saw you but uh i appreciate it yeah man absolutely i'm uh, i'm sorry it took so long uh just busy busy with everything but i'm happy that we we finally found the time to do it yeah uh i mean that's that's the nature of well i mean in the time i've been doing that seems like the nature of the beast with the podcasting trying to schedule stuff but um and i'm sure you've encountered that in the first in in that in that time where you had uh your podcast going i'm sure your schedules were probably crazy and trying and then trying to find guests as well so yeah, we uh, it was tough. We we would have to, you know, like like you said, corner out some time to do it, and then to find a guest, we basically just dragged our our teammates into the, the studio <laughs> to do it. Um, sometimes uh, they were reluctant to do so, but we pretty much made them do it. So <laughs> that's fun, though. Um, so right now, um, you you're in Michigan. Uh, you're in Ann Arbor right now. You, you're still uh, spending the summer there with with a bunch of your teammates right now. Is that is that where you're at? Yeah, yeah. So I uh, we finished up the year. Uh, the Michigan winter semester ends pretty early, so we finished around mid April, uh, and then I went home for about a week, and then I've been uh, been back out here pretty much ever since. So I snuck home for July Fourth, which was fun. But other than that, it's just been. You know, here lifting with our strength coach, um, doing a lot of personal workouts, uh, and then also doing uh, some stuff with the coaches. But it's much more toned back with the coaches during the summer. They only get so many hours to work with you. Okay, I got you. I got you. So, and um, for those who don't know uh, you very well, um, you are a red shirt senior for the University of Michigan men's basketball team, and you are one of the older guys on the team, if I'm not mistaken, because of that red shirt year. And mm-hmm. um, are you? Uh, did you save a little bit of your uh, coursework so you still haven't finished your undergrad, or are you uh, continuing education through 
uh, a graduate degree of some sort um, in this extra year that you have? Yeah, so my uh, my degree or what I plan to be my main degree here, which is sport management, um, they didn't offer a Williams. So uh, now I'm going to graduate in the end of the fall semester as a double major, political science um, and sport management. And then uh, in that spring semester, I'll, I can start working on a graduate program. Uh, I'm not sure what it's going to be yet. I think there's a, a master's in management program through the Ross Business School here, uh, which I, I hope to apply to and uh, at least get started uh, in that semester. So hopefully that'll that'll work out. Oh, nice. So, And you have one final year of eligibility uh for the basketball team, so that's how you're, you know, incorporating more degrees. I'm sure that's uh, been interesting experience, you know, um, having, you know, changing your academics and and everything to work around, you know, just another year that you get to play um, basketball. Which I mean, you, how old are you now? Um, I just turned 23, so you know I'm I'm old. Uh, yeah. I did I actually did five years of high school as well. I did a a postgraduate year of high school, and then you know I didn't expect to do five years of college, but that's kind of how it worked out. So I'm I'm taking my time uh, yeah. through the whole process. I'm on the 10 year plan, as I like to call it: five <laughs> years of high school, five years of college. Well, I mean, I can't blame you to be honest, because you you haven't reached that point where you know a lot of a lot of student athletes, you know. They reach that point where they've graduated, and then they have to be like, "All right, so, all right, what do I do now with with sports?" You know, but yeah. uh, hopefully that you know, you're always playing sports, obviously. But uh, for many of us, at least uh, us at Williams College, we always there's not many of us that end up making it pro. So, um, congrats to you on being able to you know continue as much. Uh, sports playing as you can because that's that's what we all enjoy about college basketball I mean about college sports in general is you know being able to play at a higher level and being able to continue playing the game we love you know yeah no absolutely I feel uh, I feel very fortunate to be in the position that I'm in I am in and you know just hoping to make the most of it and you know I understand everybody's kind of got their own path and you know, mine's taking uh, considerably longer than most but you know just trying to make the most of my time here in Michigan first and then you know we'll see what's next after that yeah and and now since you're one of the older guys um you're I'm sure your coach has probably mentioned to you that you're gonna have to definitely step in and be you know one of the leaders now that you were a senior now you're like a super senior and and you're uh you guys lost a lot of players so now you have to kind of show everybody what's what the leadership role is about and and you know continue your success from last year yeah exactly like you said, you know, we, we lost a lot from last year. So um, being one of the, the really three guys coming back with, with major minute experience, um, you know, just showing these younger guys the ropes and, and how we do it around here and establishing our culture early. And, and that's really what the summer is all about. Uh, you know, the guys, that, the freshmen that come in and, and the younger guys who are, are now turning into sophomores, uh, really showing them the way and setting that foundation for what should be a good season. Yeah. And uh, the best of luck to you on that. Um, but maybe to to give a little bit of background to other people who maybe are listening to you for the first time, um, maybe we could talk about, you know, kind of the journey you went through. I know we talked a little bit about how you've been 
five years high school and now this is going to be your fifth year of college but uh so you did your pg year at phillips phillips exeter and then you came to williams uh williams college where i where i met you and then you 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 brought well you were part of the 2014 uh you know ncaa title game run with williams college um, and then the next year you transferred to Michigan. Tell us a little bit, you know, about not only your experience at Williams, but how that transition was when you had all that success and then you were able to trans- transition over to Michigan. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, uh, you know, I, I loved my time at Williams. Um, you know, I never would have expected transferring uh, just kind of a, a crazy series of events and you know my my first year there I felt very fortunate to be a part of that program uh, a program that you know coach maker had, had done so much uh, as well as the the coaches before him to build um, and just be a part of that and and you know like I said I was fortunate enough to have an impact early uh, early on and you know we were we were so talented uh, really top to bottom you know, guys like Michael Mayer, Taylor Epley, uh, Dan Wool, Hayden Ricklay, um, all guys that, you know, I really looked up to and, uh, you know, I still t- stay in touch with today. But, you know, that that first year, my first year of college basketball was a ton of fun. And, you know, I learned a lot and grew a lot from that experience. Uh, and then, you know, to make that that postseason run was was special. And then to also win, you know, in the final four against, you know, the rival uh, yeah. Amherst, that's that always crazy. a fun one. Yeah, that's always a fun one to uh to have gotten them in, in that fashion on that stage. So, and you know, after the after the season, like I said, I had absolutely uh, no expectations to leave, and you know, yeah. had uh, no intentions, and, and didn't want to leave, uh, quite frankly. And you know, Coach Maker was fortunate enough to to have the opportunity to you know take a Division One job, essentially a you know a raise or a um, promotion for him, and. You know, I'm thankful that he had that opportunity. He certainly deserved it, him and his family. And, you know, once that happened, there was kind of this, this weird period where, you know, we didn't have a coach and, um, you know, we were interviewing different coaches. And, you know, I'd, even then, you know, I, I didn't really think I was going to leave. But, uh, you know, my mom certainly didn't want me to leave. But um, kind of uh, the ball kind of started rolling. And, you know, in my mind, I like I said, I wasn't going to leave. But then all of a sudden I started hearing from – you know schools that I never would have expected and you know all of a sudden I'm I'm on campus at at Michigan taking an official visit uh, I took another visit to Davidson and uh you know I committed on my visit here so it's it was a whirlwind of a you know month and a half two months but you know I feel very fortunate to have gone through it you know I learned so much and uh you know I never take for granted the year I have had at Williams you know those guys are still some of my closest friends. Um, you know, Dan Aronowitz, Mike Greenman, the guys I came in with, uh, Tayshawn Lewis, you know, some of my really, really good friends to this day, um, Dan and Hayden, all those guys. So, you know, my time at Williams was, was shorter than I may have expected, but, you know, I definitely enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, that that year was crazy. Obviously, it was uh, the most successful year in, in recent history, but um, it was crazy because we – ended up losing to Amherst in the NESCAC final and then to come back and and beat them in the in the you know national semifinal was was awesome and uh you know it's it's cool to see some like I guess in the Williams community you know we get a few you know 
we're like the big fish in the small pond because <laughs> you know we we do really well uh you know academically and uh athletically within our you know d3 realm and we always win you know like our swim teams and tennis teams are amazing and it's nice to see you know someone break out and kind of get an opportunity and do well and we've seen you know for the last few years you really carve out a role um in michigan and and it's been awesome you know to see you guys do really well um how has that you know you know, transition from, you know, like I said, a, a big fish in a small pond to, you know, now you're, you were, you know, the leading scorer on at Williams and now you're, you know, a role play, more than a role player, obviously, um, you know, making a big impact, but it's a different, you know, dynamic. And now you're playing for a lot more people and things like that. How has that transition been? Uh, it was it was a challenging transition, especially at times. You know, I, I sat out that year, my first year here, um, because of NCAA rules. So, I, you know, in retrospect, I think that helped a lot. You know, just to have a year in this system, have a year with our strength coaches, have a year going through practice and play playing against these guys every single day. Um, I think that really helped me hit the ground running um, my sophomore year when I was finally able to step on the court. Um, but you know, it's it's funny. It's it's still basketball. I mean, not hoops still ten feet. Um, you know, nothing, nothing really changed. Uh, yeah. you know, obviously, like you said, you know, there's a lot more people in the stands, but you know, I, I was that, that first year that I sat out, I was kind of psyching myself out on, on, you know, was it going to be harder to make shots or harder to make plays in, in that sort of setting? And, um, you know, once you, once you step in between the lines, all that stuff kind of goes away, um, pretty naturally. So, it's uh it's just been a a ton of fun to to be able to be here and compete at this level um and i you know i think i've learned a lot of, about myself and on top of that i've i've learned a lot uh just about life and and basketball specifically uh just being exposed to all the resources that we have here the great coaching and you know we had we had a great coaching at williams too obviously but you know at at this level um they're just able to do so much more for you um, just because you know Division Three is limited with budget restrictions and and whatnot, um, yeah. it's, so to be able to be here and, and have those opportunities, I'm I'm very thankful. Yeah, it's funny because I'll like so, some of the coaches, most of them, even head coaches at Williams, they are required to in the off season, um, you know, coach at at a small level or or provide um, you know fitness lessons or or assistant coaching. Um, even though they're, they're trying to be a head coach at a collegiate sport. So it's, it's pretty crazy, you know, the difference there, not only in the commitment, but also, you know, like you said, the resources, like you, the budgets that you guys have, the staff, you know, the training, the, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, the facilities are big. The facilities are a huge difference. Uh, yeah. That's one thing that just really sticks out to you when you just from, you know, visiting the campuses, you know, the facilities we have here and those sorts of resources are just it's it's hard, really hard to compare. Yeah. You can't really compare them. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sure like Chandler, Jim, when you're you're trying to fight to get some treatment on your on your leg or something <laughs> like that or. Or you know get to get a few extra shots in and things like that, but yeah, it's actually uh there's a funny story when when I was visiting here and uh, you know my mom my mom's a sweetheart but she just doesn't really understand didn't understand like the magnitude of you know Big Ten high major and 
you know, we were, we were going through the, uh, the practice facility and, and that's where she thought the games were played. So she was like, so do they, <laughs> do they wheel out bleachers or, or what's going on? She asked coach Beeline that and, and coach Beeline just laughed. And, you know, then we walked down the tunnel to the, you know, 14,000 seat arena. And then she kind of saw, um, just kind of the magnitude of it all. So that's, that's just a funny story of just kind of the difference and, um, naiveness kind of, of, of her, but it's just funny just how different it really is. Like you said. Yeah, no, that, that's a huge thing because what a lot of people, you know, you see it on the TV screen, you don't see the big stadium and, um, you know, a lot of people don't realize, I mean, some, most, most guys, you know, our age, you know, are watching it, loving it. Um, they realize, but a lot of people don't see the huge, you know, factor of money that is NCAA football and basketball. And at this level, you know, it's, it's such a huge business. And, um, you know, one thing that I wanted to ask you as well was, you know, how, how, how did you notice the way, you know, players, um, are kind of, you know, used in a way to promote the, the NCAA and, and a lot of you guys, you know, you're providing so much, um, revenue for the NCAA and your own, um, college and, and that's a big, you know, it's a national issue now. And it's something that I wonder if you or any of your players had anything to comment because you guys are, you know, flying and and busing a lot of hours now. I'm sure the transition has been crazy, you know. Um, I think I read an article th- that mentioned that in the for Williams, you, you only flew once, but for Michigan, you, you were flying all the time. And um, I'm sure that's something that really – is difficult for any student to deal with and I'm I'm sure you know this issue is you know increasing as as the time goes on for sure yeah I mean the whole debate on, on whether student athletes should get paid is obviously a, a hot topic um, to discuss and, and, and I'll start by saying this that you know first and foremost I, I feel like I've said you know several times I feel incredibly lucky to to have all these resources and you know you know, we're very privileged, um, as, as student athletes, you know, like you said, you know, we get to take chartered planes to, to all our games, you know, we get, um, you know, access to, to world-class facilities, world-class coaching, uh, you know, the, the whole dear gear, gear, you know, we just got, we gave Jordan gear, um, shoes, shirts, you know, whatever we need. Um, you know, with that, that being said, it's funny, like you said, uh, you know, for the school, you know, we're really bringing in so much money and i think it's it's hard for some people to wrap their heads around you know the idea of players getting paid but in in our uh in our society college sports is is the only industry where capitalism doesn't exist like the players don't get what they should really be entitled to um and you know first and foremost i, I think it's it's super tricky to to kind of navigate how exactly it should all be done but you know, first and foremost, I think that if you're able to generate money off of your name, I think that you should be able to do it. And if that's, you know, signing autographs or if that's making an appearance downtown, if if people are willing to pay for you to show up somewhere, then you should be entitled to that money. It doesn't make any sense that that you know someone shouldn't allow you to do that um, because you play in the NCAA. Um, but that that's one place where I just think it should start. 
but you know on top of that it's it's obviously you know kind of as you said it's it's a uh it's an epidemic in the fact that everyone wants to talk about it and, and it's such a hot topic and you've seen guys like you know Nigel Hayes and, and Frank Kaminsky you know speak up on it and I think that or Jay Billis is another one who's really spoken up about it and you know the more we can kind of push it to the uh forefront of you know, the media and have these conversations I think uh you know, the more we can kind of move toward, towards a, a solution and not saying that there is a perfect one, but, you know, in, in the way that people are making millions and, and billions in the fact that the NCAA, I mean, it's a billion dollar industry off of the, uh, the backs of the student athletes who, who don't see anything. And, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate, but some of my teammates, you know, don't have any money, you know, they don't come from any money and, and it's, you know, they go to sleep, you know, hungry and, and that's just a reality of, of how it is. Um, but it's, it's tough, but, you know, you see the facilities and then we're living this life, but that's not always the reality of what it is. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. I mean, obviously, I, I haven't had that experience, but I know um, that a lot of people, you know, they think uh, when they were they're watching like, oh, wow, these these players are living incredible lives and they're, you know, they get great treatment and maybe they have full scholarships. Um, but the reality is that sometimes a full scholarship doesn't really provide everything you need, you know, while you're at the college. And, and if you don't have any money, you're not going to be able to generate any because all your time is dedicated directly to the sport. Like you literally have no time to do any sort of job yeah. because, and you don't have time for school either. A lot in a lot of cases. So no, yeah, no, you're you're spot on. And on top of that, I mean. The scholarship's not costing the school anything, and it's it's pennies, you know, in comparison to to what we're bringing. I'm not I'm not saying I'm bringing in, but as an industry, college sports, what we're bringing in, um, it's yeah. pennies compared to the the scholarships that we're giving. And once again, there's a difference between like you can be privileged, but you can also be getting exploited. So, and I I think I'm incredibly privileged, and I feel very thankful to be in the position that I'm am. But that doesn't change the fact that you know, I or, you know, we maybe as a team are generating money that, that we're not actually seeing. Exactly. So it's tough. It's, it's, a, it's a tricky, it's a tricky topic um, for sure. And, and like I said, there's, there's no right answer, but otherwise, you know, someone would have figured it out by now. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's definitely difficult, like you're saying, because every, every kid tries to, you know, when they grow up, what they want to be in college, you know, a full scholarship guy, that that's their dream coming true. Or, and, leading up to their next dreams of being professional and when they're in there they want to be humble they want to be grateful but at the same time the reality is like you said it's bringing in so much revenue when you think about it the highest uh public uh employees of the state are always head coaches of football and basketball it's 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 amazing so a lot of those guys are clearly that that reflects how lucrative this business is and exactly. and when you talk about you know um the amount of games just just games that are are coming out and all the tv rights you know there's so many games college football games every saturday there's and then every you know through that basketball period there's an amazing amount of games you know march madness all that kind of stuff so it's just you know, and Jay Billis, like you said, is one of the big guys who's really pushing for it. And you need more of those kind of guys in the media that are really reaching out and saying, hey, this is like, this is a big deal. But, 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. I'm hoping that you know that it it's it's obviously difficult to navigate. It's incredibly difficult, but hopefully uh, it'll get resolved as soon as possible. But um, you said, I mean, like you said with with Jay Billis, you know, there's there's no right answer, but the more people that that can you know be vocal about it and push it to the center of you know conversation, I think that's important. Yeah, all right, um, definitely. So um, I guess. One other thing that would be maybe a good transition would be talking about the you know the success that you guys had in the in the Big Ten tournament, um, and then obviously in March Madness, I, uh, I was rooting for you guys, and um, you know it was crazy because you guys had such a hot streak, and I feel like that's a lot of what um, you know any team sport. It thrives on that momentum, and you guys really rode it. So um, maybe you could tell us a little bit about how that felt to be on a roll. Yeah, that was just an incredibly, incredibly fun run. Um, you know, starting in the Big Ten tournament, you know, is kind of the time that everyone points to um, when we really started to, uh, in the eyes of everyone, play well. But you know, I'd, I'd argue that. You know, we had shown flashes of that all year, and especially towards the end of the year, you know, we had had stre- we had had stretches where we played really well. Um, you know, Michigan State at home, you know, we played a great game. Indiana on the road, Indiana at home, um, you know, those were all really good wins for us. Purdue at home, uh, where you know we kind of showed that potential, and then you know towards the end of the year, it just kind of all came together, and and I think you just saw a heightened sense of urgency, you know, specifically from from guys who was their last go rounds, you know, in uh in a Michigan uniform, guys like Derek Walton, um and Zach Irvin who really stepped up and, and rose to the the occasion uh, and made the most of it and and then to to win that Big Ten championship, you know, those four games in four days, you know, that was an incredible experience. And then um to then have success in the NCAA tournament and advance to the Sweet Sixteen and uh, you know, lose to a you know a really good Oregon team that ended up going to the final four um on a last second shot really and you know, looking back, it, it's still hard to believe that one didn't go in, but, you know, that type of stuff happens in sports. So, you know, I just feel fortunate to have, uh, to have gone through it. And, you know, I love playing with those, those seniors, uh, the five of them who have, who are now gone. And, uh, some of them are, you know, they're actually pretty much all of them are playing, um, either at other colleges or professionally. And, you know, hopefully, you know, this team can, for next year, can move that, use that as a, uh, springboard moving forward. Yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, being in that position, um, you know, I've, I've been at in that position, but just not at that level, obviously. And, um, you know, when you're on that run uh, playing so many games, it seems like, you know, it's such an adrenaline rush and you, you feel like all your energy is just like spent and you just have to keep getting up and playing another game. I'm sure all you guys were exhausted exhausted by the end of the trip yeah yeah it was a uh it took a lot it took a toll on us um for sure but you know when when you're playing for your uh your basketball lives i mean that's all that matters yeah you, you guys, just you just kind of find a way you guys had a lot of seniors like this is it kind of feeling and 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 um you had to lay it all out there for sure and exactly um and i wanted to ask you guys you about um you know, there are so many stories, you know, going around, um, big headlines, um, 
and one of them for you guys was you guys on your way to was it the Big Ten tournament? Um, you guys got into a bit of a plane crash. I guess that's that's the definition. I mean, it did crash, but you guys are okay. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a, a crazy experience, and a lot of people pointed that pointed to that as like a bonding moment that kind of heightened um you know our sense of urgency or whatever you want to call it uh i mean i don't know if that's necessarily the case but you know that was a crazy event you know certainly one that that i'll never forget um but yeah basically we were just we were taking off getting ready to go to dc uh for the big 10 tournament and you know it was super windy that day here in ann arbor um we fly out of like a local small airport and we just kind of took off and uh, you know, we just never got off the ground uh, or we, maybe we did for a second and, you know, we were going and the captain tried to cut on the brakes and they kind of blew out or something. And what? we ran, we ran out of runway uh, and then we hit the grass and, you know, the bag started falling uh, from up above and we blew through two huge fences. Uh, and then finally we went across the street and then we finally hit like this ditch, which knocked off the wheels on the bottom. Um, and then the plane just like skidded to a stop. Uh, and then there was emergency evacuation and, um, yeah, it was, it was a crazy, crazy event. Um, you know, very fortunate that everybody was, was alive and okay. Um, but you know, certainly something you'll never forget. That's wild. Um, that's, that's crazy. And I, I actually, I listened to, I guess we'll talk about this next, but, um, I listened to obviously you and uh, Andrew Dockich had a uh, podcast, and you guys talked about this specific event. Um, I think it was uh, the Fab Five seg- segment or something, and you guys are saying, you know, your top five stories of the year, and this obviously was the top story because it was crazy experience, and you guys talked about how, you know, it was. The timing of it was weird because you were headed toward the Big Ten tournament and people pointed to it. But really, you guys had before then been, you know, refocusing and and really having a higher sense of urgency. And uh, and you guys thought that, you know, you guys had that chemistry and and it was all working before before that crash. And, and you guys thought, you know this was just us playing well, you know, and, uh, you know, that was, that was good to hear from you guys. Um, and, uh, I thought it was cool that you guys talked about that. Yeah. I mean, uh, above all else, I think that a event like that just kind of gives you some perspective, um, on what, on what really matters in life, you know, and, you know, here we are, uh, you know, going to, to fight for our basketball lives, you know, in the big 10 tournament. And then we're kind of, uh, you know, awakened to the fact that you know there's something bigger going on here uh so you know it was like i said it was it was a very uh just a crazy experience to be a part of something i'll never forget and i think it you know it really bonded us together and you know playing you know the game the next day it just seemed like we could just go out there and and just play carefree and that's kind of the mentality that we played with for the rest of the season yeah that's always you know when you have that moment where you guys are all playing with confidence and you know uh leaving it out there that's that's what you want in a team but i wanted to talk a little bit about um the podcast that you and andrew dockage did called the doc and dunk show um you guys got a lot of uh 
a lot of hype on that and it was really cool you guys did a great job i thought and uh and really gave an inside perspective that nobody really got to experience you know while you guys are riding the the uh, big 10 tournament into the nca tournament um so tell me a little bit about how that how what that was like and uh what you thought about it yeah, we had had the idea uh, for a while, pretty much since the beginning of the season. And, you know, we had just been terrible about putting it off. Uh, and it's funny, actually, after the plane crash, uh, you know, I remember looking at, at Doc and being like, well, now we got to do it. We just got the best content in the world. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that that was kind of the uh, the beginning. And, you know, then on top of that, we, you know, we were playing so well. So to give fans, you know, an inside look into – our team and, and just a, a view that you don't really get to see through the traditional media. Um, you know, whether that be the personality of the players, the personality of us and, um, just more so the personality of our team and, and kind of the journey that, that we were all on together and also to see how close we were. Um, and we thought it'd be a cool thing to have and, and look back on, uh, you know, however many years from now. So it was, it was fun. You know, we, we, we definitely enjoyed it, you know, while we were doing it. And, and like you said, surprisingly, it, um, we got some love for it, which was cool to see that people responded so positively. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it was perfectly timed. I mean, it worked out really well, and you guys were able to, obviously, like we talked about, bring in a few guests and talk about a lot of different cool stuff. Um, is that something that, uh, whose idea was it, and is it something that you guys really enjoy and uh is that the reason why you came up with it or was it kind of just like a lot of people are making podcasts? I mean, uh, f for me, for an example, you know, it's, it's something that is really popular and I'm, I'm out of the, I'm out of the sports game right now as far as competitively. So it's like, you know, something to do and it's, uh, interesting and fun for everyone involved. So I wanted to hear what you thought. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think it was my idea originally. I mean, I, I listened to a ton of podcasts. Um, you know, I really like, you know, Bill Simmons' stuff and, um, you know, I really enjoyed JJ Reddick's just because, you know, he, similarly to Bill Simmons, you know, they covered similar topics, but he just had an insight that uh, being an athlete that, that not a lot of people get, um, to see and to have that and, and give that to people. You know, it felt like a really good opportunity for us to do that. And you know, I, we, we really enjoyed it. We had a ton of fun doing it and just to kind of follow, um, you know, how well it was doing and to get feedback about people actually liking it, uh, was pretty cool too. Um, and you know, as far as, you know, if you, if we could see ourselves doing that in the future, I mean, Andrew's dad, you know, does, uh, has his radio show and, you know, he's pretty prominent in, in sport broadcasting. So, you know, maybe for, for Doc, you know, he, he could very well end up doing something like that if he doesn't end up coaching uh, or doing something else in basketball. But, you know, it, for myself too, you know, I, I definitely could, could maybe see myself doing something like that down the line. You know, I definitely wouldn't count it out. Like I said, I, I had, a, I had a ton of fun doing it. Like you guys are totally right about, you know, you found, an area where a lot of people are interested in, like you said, with JJ Redick, people want to see the inside uh, view of what's going on in the NBA. Same goes with the NCAA basketball. And it definitely was something that a lot of people could relate to because you guys are, you know, like a lot of 
college athletes and just college fans because you're interested in everything that's going on, not just about yourselves, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens happens in the future. Uh, you know, obviously, like you said, with with our schedules and and kind of unpredictability of our future, immediate future moving forward. You know, you never know, but you know, maybe down the line, who knows? Maybe that's something you'd also like to talk about. Um, is maybe the transition from Williams to to Michigan as far as the academic workload and how you know you're really put in a stressful situation at Michigan trying to find time to get your studying done and how that how that was for you I mean and uh maybe talk about that yeah um you know Williams is is a really you know tough academically you know rigorous course load um really no matter what you know major you're in or what classes you're taking because uh, it's such a small school and professors demand so much of the students um and you know here it, it's definitely been a challenge um but i i think kind of for different reasons um you know i think that you know michigan's obviously a, a top you know one of the top public uh institutions or universities in the country um so i think that you know you can take just as tough of a course load here as you could you can find at Williams, but I think the difference kind of lies in that if you wanna you know kind of skate by and and take an easy major that you can do that. Um, and I didn't I chose kind of not to go that route. You know, political science and um, yeah, sport management double, are double major. Yeah, are two things that that I'm I'm interested in, and you know it just comes down to to time management because you know reality of it is you know with our my academic uh, or athletic commitments, you you just don't have as much time, so you got to be really diligent in the free time that you do have to make sure you get your work done. Yeah, I mean that that's all that's the name of the game for sure, and uh, that's how it was at Williams. That's how it is, you know, anywhere you go. And uh, I'm sure you know during the season and everything like that, there was probably a lot of stuff that you guys were able like. How does it work? I mean, I don't know. I'm just I'm a little curious, like, trying to figure out. Because I remember when my freshman year of baseball, we made it to the NCAA, you know, playoffs. And you've made it to the NCAA playoffs in basketball. Um, so how does that, like, work? Like, all, I was given, you know, an extension on papers and, and things like that. I don't know how it worked for you guys because you guys were playing – consistently for like months yeah you just got to be uh very communicative with your teachers up front um, and, and we get really good um aid from uh you know from our academic advisors who who travel with us and um also you know provide us support while we're here on campus and you know i, I think the big thing is just kind of establishing relationships with your professors so they kind of get to know you and understand the situation that you're in because uh, you know, it's it's very different than a lot of the other students, you know, who aren't competing um, as well as being, uh, you know, students. So it's it's tough. But, you know, just like I said, talking to them early and letting them know when you're not going to be around. I mean, we had stretches, you know, Big Ten tournaments is played on weekdays for the most part. So, you know, you leave Tuesday and you miss a whole week of class and you miss more class for the NCAA tournament. So it's tough. But, you know, it's not like we're getting free passes on our work. You know, we we still got to do it all. And. Uh, it's just a matter of, of getting it done on the road. And, and, you know, sometimes, you know, kind of like you said, teachers, you know, are, uh, 
are very lenient, you know, with just kind of helping you out in, in our understanding. Yeah, yeah, that that was uh, that's crucial. I mean, they they get it, and uh, you know, one thing that you know, this I mean, it's kind of relevant, but I don't know. Uh, when I was a freshman playing football, we have you know a few trips where we had to head out to you know Maine, like a five-hour bus ride, and it's funny because we'd have to leave on a Friday. I'd be missing classes, and just goes to show. You know, some Williams professors just, you know, don't have that understanding. And, like, I had a, you know, an extra long class, like a three and a half hour class, and we were doing something important, apparently. And uh, my teacher was like, yeah, like, he can't go or he's going to, like, lose a huge chunk of his final grade. And luckily I was a a freshman or else, you know, that would be like, like, I ended up um, starting, like, half of my junior year and uh, sophomore year. And if I was, you know, starting that game, that would be absolutely devastating to the team and myself, like, if I could yeah. make it. It just goes to show, like, the difference, the, the scale. Um, but, you know, that's that's great that you're able to, like, work it out and, um, and not sacrifice the academics as well and be able to, you know, still – be able to study what you want and things like that. But. Uh, that uh, that story certainly sounds like Williams. I remember, <laughs> I remember one of my uh, one of my teammates, Dan Aronowitz, our freshman year. A teacher gave him a, a really tough time because we had to miss back to back Friday classes for, uh, you know, I think a Elite Eight game and then the Final Four game. So it's funny, but uh, but Williams, I mean, Williams does a good job. It's it's a it's a balance too, you know, student athletes. So it's hard to uh, it can be tough, but you know, some teachers are are more understanding than others. Clearly, yeah, no, that's the way it is. But um, yeah, so if you had anything else you were interested in talking uh, talking about, like maybe any anything else you have going on, like you made the doc in Dunk Show, and maybe you got something else in the works, or I mean, obviously you're super busy, but um, I'm sure you seem like a creative guy and, you know, some, someone who's always thinking about different things, new ideas and interests. So I figured I'd throw it out there, see if you want to talk about anything like that. Uh, nothing, nothing particular, uh, is sticking out to me. Um, you know, right now I'm, I'm just super focused on you know my final year eligibility and just making this, this a great one, um, you know, from a, a team perspective and, and also a personal um, perspective as well just just making the most of the opportunity i have here and you know leaving uh leaving michigan basketball with uh you know on a very positive note so that's kind of my main focus right now and, and just doing whatever i can to you know like you said as because i'm one of the older guys just help lead us and um you know kind of bring us together and and uh you know hopefully we can uh, take care of business this year yeah i mean that's quite a handful as it is you know dealing with all the work that you guys have to put in in the off season and you entering this new leadership role, not to mention, you know, you want to be at the best of your ability to, you know, get some interest and, and hopefully, you know, as some of your players have done, you know, get a chance to be drafted. So best of luck to you and the team, personal and team goals, um, all that, um, and thanks again for coming on the show. It was great. I enjoyed talking to you, and uh, and and hopefully 
if the podcast keeps going, maybe uh, be able to reach you and get in touch around your season time and see how things are going. Yeah, man, that would be uh, that would be awesome. I'd definitely enjoy that. And, and thanks for having me. Like I said earlier, I, I apologize that it took so long uh, to, to finally nail down a date, but I'm happy this one worked out, and, and I'm happy we got to do it. I really appreciate you having me. All right. Thanks. All right, man. Have a good one. All right, everyone. So that was our interview with Duncan. I had a really good time talking to him about a lot of different things and just hearing his perspective, learning about what his journey has been, you know, since Williams College into Michigan and a lot of different of his opinions and and takes from, you know, his recent experience with Michigan, what he plans to do in the future, as well as just general conversational topics. So I uh, I thank Duncan a lot. Um Hopefully we can, you know, have another episode in the future. Maybe when uh, March Madness rolls around, obviously that'll be a busy time. But it was nice talking to him. Uh, what one thing I noticed, uh, you know, throughout the conversation was, you know, Duncan was really, you know, humble and and uh, appreciative of of everything he's been through, going through and being able to play for Michigan. When we talked about, you know players being able to get paid he was very you know obviously he's appreciative of the opportunities he's been given but he also realizes the overall perspective and and really you know a lot of people um that we you know we talked about how it's a national issue now and um you know the reality is is that there is so much money being made by these students, and like he said, um, this this arena of college athletics is the only space in our country where you know capitalism doesn't exist, and it's something that you know we have to work on, um, you know. And the more we talk about it, the more uh, we learn about it and get better. Um, and it was cool to hear him you know, talk about his experience and things like that. He he was a really smart guy, and I appreciate him from for coming on. And finally, everyone, for those who are interested in, in learning even more about Duncan and about the Michigan basketball team, don't forget you can reach um, their podcast. Um, it's the Doc and Dunk Show, and you can find that by just searching like you would for the InspireWire in SoundCloud, iTunes, and or any podcast app. Just search for them, and they'll pop up. It's a really uh, entertaining podcast and an in-depth look at the NCAA tournament as well as NCAA Division One basketball. So I encourage you guys to check that out. And uh, that's our show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, definitely check out the show notes on our on my website. The, theinspirewire.org and um, leave a review and subscribe on iTunes. Thanks. See you guys next time.